Welcome to episode 10 of the local meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. So, we've had a pretty good night so far, John. Yeah. I decided to have a guy's night in, as I I was putting it. Me, you, and your mostly newborn son. (laughs) My (laughs) eight-month-old son. Basically newborn. (laughs) Less than a year old. Yeah, Yeah, I ran a couple drafts on Magic Online. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, that's. I learned that no matter how many two drops you have in your deck, it is impossible to play a two drop on turn two. I don't. But you can play an implement on turn one, no matter what. Yep, I will <laughs> always have the implements because reasons. I'm pretty sure we were like every game with we... that deck. I know we were at least like five for five going into the last round. We were into the last. We were four for four, and then we wound up being five for six. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah, be. that we went two. You went two and one with that deck. Yeah, two and one with blue red improvise, and then three o six o with black blue improvise. God, that deck was stupid. That deck was absolutely. Bad shit. I, I've come to a conclusion. I was thinking of this on my way home. The reason why that deck was so good is because the people I was drafting with were also good. Fair enough. Because the better, the higher the skill level the people you're playing with, the less likely they are to hate draft and just yep. randomly take a card because it's super awesome. Because, you know, the ultimate goal of a person in Limited should be to have everyone have as good of a deck as possible. Mm-hmm. And so many people just don't comprehend that. So, yeah, I mean, well, like well, we got like um, uh, what Sahili's artistry, like pack two, pick three or four or something like that. Uh, pack three, pick like five or six. Actually, we got pat. We got past it fairly. Like, yeah, it was a late. few picks. There. So it's not like somebody was like, oh, I want to like rare draft this card by any means. Yeah, like it was pretty. That was sweet. I have never seen so many people snap concede to a card before that. Well, didn't we have we had one game where we're like, oh crap, how are we gonna do this or whatever? We we're kind of in like a big board stall and we ripped that and we we're like, oh yeah, yeah. And it was like we probably went like a whirler maker and something else. So we had like two whirler makers like churning out tokens or yeah. just like, nope, we're out of here. Well, we we copied whirler maker and the marionette master. So we made a bunch of... (laughs) When we already had our own Marionette Masters, so we had five power worth of Marionette Masters and a board full of 1-1 artifact creatures. So our (laughs) opponent just couldn't win. If anything of ours died, he took five. It was gap. Well, and then we had the other game where... um, uh, I think we were losing, weren't we? Uh, Yes. We were were dead on board. Yeah, we were dead on board and we were like crap because he had the, they had that stupid 3-3 three, three that when it enters it gains you 3 life or something like that yeah gain, gain 3 life gain 3 energy and he was crewing his ballista charger which was a 6-6 yeah. six, six for 5 when whenever attacks ping a creature or player yeah and we so we ripped that and cast it and copy that stupid thing of his twice gain 6 life and he's like well if I'm dead because he was at like 3 or something yeah we, we won on the crackback he couldn't kill us it was great he was salty it was <laughs> awesome we salted out a lot of opponents today. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, but good times. Life's good. good times. Life's good. Match's good. You mulligan to five and beat me in vintage. Oh man, that felt so good. <laughs> uh, when you just start fast bond gushing and going off, it's just 
it just feels like you're cheating because you basically are because it's vintage. Well, you literally are. You're playing more than one land a turn. Uh, the card says I can, though. I can do whatever the cards say. This is technically true. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. But, so we have a new magic set to talk about today. Uh, Yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cat has its full spoiler release, and we've been taking a look through it and getting ready for the pre-release next weekend. So, I guess we'll just start. Well, I mean, John, what are your thoughts overall on it? So, I'm just going to put in a little statement. It is a monquette, as you put it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people who probably question how you're supposed to pronounce it. It is the A that is elongated and accented. So, good job. You did it right. I'm surprised. I usually mispronounce everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, There's so one that gets me. Everybody, so the, the people at the store do it all the time, and it drives me crazy. Garuk. <laughs> it's Garrick. Yes. And I, oh man. I know that I personally pronounce it wrong also, because I like how guttural Garuk sounds. Fair enough. I get it, but it's just like, I yeah. don't know. I, I tend to start pronouncing things away and never change, so... But, okay, so there's this set coming out and it has cards in it. <laughs> and it's Egyptian-based! Yay! Yay! This was almost what uh, Kamigawa was. Yeah. Yeah, pretty dang close, actually. I think these were the, the two finalists, basically, for what they were going to try to do for a top-down set. And they, they chose to do Kamigawa, because they thought it would resonate better with people. And everyone hated it. So let's yeah. hope they do better this time. I think Kamigawa is a terrible set, and I'm, I don't know. I like bad. it, but I don't. I am also, I just like the aesthetic. I don't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. But that's a, that's a topic for another time. <laughs> so I mean, but like, so just looking over the set as a whole, what I mean, what do you think about it? I feel like I'm going to enjoy it more for limited than constructed. I, I was gonna say that's what I feel like too. It, um, looking at this, looking at it for limited, it feels very. I don't. Know, a lot of the cards just do what I want them to do. They're they're value cards, if that makes sense. Like embalm feels like a super value mechanic. Um, yeah. A lot of people keep saying this is gonna be a super skill testing format because you know the, the cycling is a skill testing thing, knowing when to yeah. embalm and all that stuff, which I. Both agree and disagree. Like, I see a lot of cards, and I'm like, yeah, these are kind of pseudo-one-dimensional, really. But that's also just kind of how I view a lot of Magic cards. And we are coming off of an extremely synergistic set. I would really appreciate a not-synergistic set, because I tend to like... Actually, I was just talking to you about it after we were drafting today, but um, I tend to like sets that are just like, pick the best cards and make a pile of good cards, and you win. I like core set drafting. There yeah. we go. <laughs> like, that ten tends to be what I excel somewhat more at. And cards where it's just like, yeah, let's just take the value one and go for it. I don't know, that's just what I want to do. Yeah, that's... I mean, to each, to each their own. Like, I... I feel like this. there is going to be a lot of complicated things about this set, but complication doesn't necessarily equal skill testing, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm, I'm perfectly accepting the fact that I can be wrong in this. It's just my own little opinions. Like, 
the negative one negative one counter synergies seem like it's going to be really interesting for people figuring out how to play it correctly but you know we'll see what happens it looks yeah like there's it, some some of the card stuff for that looks really interesting looks like it could be pretty sweet mm -hmm. overall how do you feel about the the mechanics i guess so we'll just kind of pick each one of them apart how about if you're okay with that so cycling so, is back yeah, cycling, I'm pumped about this. cycling is great i love cycling cycling is actually a thing that i'm most excited for for constructed yep because i like the ability to be like well this card's really bad right now go away i mean just having that versatility to be like i don't need this card right now it it makes the cost of adding certain cards to your deck a lot lower so having a narrower card with cycling is just much less punishing than having that card because that card just doesn't get stuck in your hand yeah worst comes to worst you can just pitch it for a new card and that's a perfectly acceptable yeah. thing you know i i justify playing shadow of doubt in my blue black control deck for the same reason worst i mean it literally, literally just cycles right worst comes to worst it cycles mm -hmm. best case scenario i win the game you know which is best I, case scenario. Worst case scenario, you lose. I'm perfectly fine with those stipulations where the worst case scenario is as two mana draw card instant speed. Yeah, I mean you could do a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. yeah so like cycling is very similar to that. Like you're going to be able mm -hmm. to actually main deck a lot of like you know graveyard hate cards or artifact hate cards and stuff like that. Yeah, I was looking at that. Um, uh, uh, forsake the worldly. Like it's not super efficient, but the exile target artifact or enchantment for two and a white yeah. instant. And it has cycling two tacked on. It's it's perfectly fine. Yeah, so I mean, in a set with a lot of artifacts or a standard with a lot of artifacts, you can kind of get away with mm. sticking that in there if it's necessary and everything. But so, um, embalm. Embalm is pr I'm I will not expect it to see play and constructed. I will ex I expect people to try, but that is definitely the limited mechanic of the set it's just like improvise was for uh eighth revolt yeah from a limited perspective i really like the mechanic too yeah, like it's like, like it's just solid value oh yeah and that's just what i want is just like the value cards and everything like that i love um when i back when i played them uh a little bit of the sh the, the shadows over in Estrad, um mm. Limited. They had the, a couple of those white cards that you could cash in for tokens out of the graveyard, and those were like my favorite thing ever. Well, those were just solid, amazing. Oh, I mean, they were good to start out with, but like that's that's just the kind of stuff I want to do. Yeah. You know, flashback and stuff like that's really good. Anything that lets you gain late game value off of a card is just super nice. It's like, yeah. yep, this card is in my graveyard, and I'm going to use it as a resource because I mm -hmm. can. I'm I'm a super big fan of stuff like that. Yeah, and. The, I can see myself probably overvaluing some of those cards depending on what they are. Like I'll be like, oh, it has Embalm. I'm pretty happy with it. And we'll see. It looks like, in general, there also is some synergies with Embalm, it looks like. like I'm pretty sure there's going to be a white-black zombie deck. Uh, hopefully yeah, not like in standard, but... Hey, man, you never know. It you never know. You. you never know. So, I guess... This is a mechanic, but not like technically really a named one. But minus one, minus one counter set instead of plus one, plus one counters. I feel like this is going to be the more skill intensive of all the abilities. It's super like because it's not like putting negative one counters on you know your opponent stuff. It's all on yours. I which like is that. Super weird. 
so, yeah i see i really i really really like that so um uh i was messing around making a custom set of my like of my own for a while and one of them the mechanic i was messing around with was putting minus one minus one counters on your own creatures and basically that would kind of like a threshold it'd turn on an ability or something on them or whatever like that and so seeing them kind of like mess with that stuff here i don't know i see i think it's really cool just like the um like the creatures that enter and put you know put x a certain number of minus one minus one counters on a creature you control and it does a bunch of stuff and they're efficiently costed and things i could see myself playing that deck in limited too yeah it, it, it'll be interesting i'm not like the thing is, like, a lot of people look at the cards like, oh, look at this. Like, one guy is, like, he's super worried about um, zombies because, like, Plague Belcher. It's, like, it's a 5-4 for 3 with Menace. It's, like, when it's a battlefield, you put two negative counters on target creature control, and then whenever a zombie control dies, each one loses one life. And he's, like, oh, that card's just, like, is it going to be so brutal? I'm, like, yeah, but if they have no board state, it's just a 3-2 Menace for 3. That's but see, fine. that's still that's still fine. Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's not like, bonkers, but it goes it goes from being bonkers to just like average. Yeah, he's worried about that in constructed though, which is like the weird thing. It's like, I mean, yeah, so they're guess, they're playing uh, a five four and they're killing one of their own dudes and they make you lose one life. That's yeah. still only fine. Like, yeah, it's a five four for three, which is pretty damn big. But we live in a world of Gideon, so. Yeah, right? I mean... <laughs> kills Gideon. Oh, there we are. Now it's broken. They're going to have to ban it so that Gideon's okay. Yeah. Straight up <laughs> kills Gideon. That's fine. Yep. And so so the last mechanic they they have is Exert. And I don't know. I'll, I'll say right up, I, I like the concept of it. Um, and I'd like to see them play more in that space. Honestly, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of cool effects with it basically oh your creature takes a turn off and you know you get some sort of ability or basically it gets a like a spell effect the most yeah this actually reminds me a lot of um a lot of the energy based creatures in kaladesh where like actual oh, yeah. kaladesh not aether revolt where like you know they have a limited use thing that they can spend their energy on and it's usually a really good effect you get from it but you can only use it so many times so you have to you know do it right essentially like and that's you know keeping your guy tapped down for an extra turn is a big cost and I'm not sure people fully appreciate that. Yeah, so, that is that is a bigger cost than I think people think. Yeah, so like that it's going to require people to actually plan things out or just kind of lose the game as a result, which is it'll be interesting. I'm I'm a fan of it actually. I think I, like, I think that one will punish people. I like the fact that they're almost all red, so you can kind of just, like, stack up a bunch of creatures for this one huge alpha strike that just, like, well, I'm not untapping next turn, but you can't block anything, ever. <laughs> That's kind of red, I guess. I'm a big fan of alpha strikes and limited. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, overall, like, the aesthetic of the set. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I think a... they did a pretty good job of capturing that. I mean, th and this is what Magic kind of does really well, is they take a theme, and you look at it, and you're like, oh yeah, this is ancient Egyptian, but it's not, <laughs> if that makes sense. It's it's definitely influenced, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of there being minotaurs in the set, 
I'm not really sure why it bothers me that they are, but, you know. I, I mean, they had to put them in, like, getting more Minotaurs in is just a good thing, I think, for people who liked having the Minotaurs from, like, Theros. And it's not that much of a stretch. I mean, yeah, like, there already is a bunch of animal-headed stuff in Egypt. That is literally a thing in in Egyptian. Like, obviously, it's yeah. not specifically Minotaurs, but their gods are literally animal-headed. Hence, you know, the gods that we have in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's 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 really not that far of a stretch by any means. Yeah. Uh, one thing that people are complaining about a lot, which is kind of weird, is the whole, like, they decided to print Nagas instead of snakes. Oh, yeah, I've been hearing that. Which, I get it. I really do. But they're wrong. Like, people like Nagas. Nagas are actually a thing that people like, and Nagas are actually something in, like, various cultures' mythos. And yeah, your EDH snake deck is weaker, but now people who, you know, want to play Sidisi as a Naga commander, you know, tribal deck, they have more options now. Like, there's there's two sides to every coin that a lot of people don't seem to fully understand. I mean... To be fair, like, their snake deck did not get weaker. It just did not get these cards. Yeah, which is... I mean, and, re- and realistically, there is, a, there is a decent possibility that if they chose not to do Naga, they just didn't choose snakes either then. Mm-hmm. And it could have been something completely different, but I don't know. Although, personal complaint I have, that they did not reprint Jackal Pup as, like, a humanoid jackal, like, young, like... <laughs> Like, a preteen or a, a young teenager jackal called Jackal Pup would be great. <laughs> I wanted uh, Cyclopean Mummy. Yeah. Because <laughs> that card's not even good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Speaking oh, well. of uh, cards that we wish they reprinted, things that yeah. they did reprint, good old Avon Mind Sensor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They... They reprinted a couple interesting cards in here. Um, yeah, even Mind Sensor being reprinted is pretty sweet. Also, man, holy shit, that art. That He looks brutal. Like, that bird is going to stab your eyes out. Yeah. I I, I like the new art treatment on it and stuff. I mean, the you know, the old old one looked really cool, but... Yeah, this yeah. is... The, I mean, the old art is a classic. I mean, it's done by one of the most like liked artists in all of Magic. But this one is just solid. I'm a big fan, and it just yeah. it looks so well. Like it, it plays in, very well into the whole you know Bolas theme, and it's it's not like you yep. know they just like took random bird dude art a, like they very specifically wanted this art. Yeah. I mean, we got to talk about the other really, really big reprint, too. Yep. <laughs> Renewed Faith, heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love old card reprints that are just dumb cards like this. Absolute garbage. <laughs> it's not even good. I, I'm surprised they did a, used a reprint as a story spotlight. I'm, it makes It does make a lot of sense. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I mean, like, it's it's still surprising. They like, probably want, like, they probably like, man, we should make a card that's about like, you know, 
Gideon regaining his faith in the gods, and then they're like, I wonder if, you know, they probably, like, you know, like, did a search for cards they had that had, you know, names similar to that, and they saw this, like, well, this is actually kind of perfect. Yeah. It's trash, but it's perfect. It's not even good, is it? Uh, I set the over-under on the number of times this will actually be cast against me in limited at 10.5. Okay. How many times? How many times will you cast it? Uh, the over under is negative seven. <laughs> <laughs> if you'll I, actually t- take back castings of it from people. <laughs> if I really need a cycler, I could possibly play this if I'm all in on like Drakehaven or something. But you'd have to be all in on it. I you'd have to like put a gun to my head and say, you better make at least seven drakes off this thing. And then I might do it. Or I might just... I think dying with honor would be more more beneficial. <laughs> Maybe. I don't <laughs> know. I, I'm super happy they reprinted the card, though. Yeah, I, I'm like, a big fan of reprints. It, it works perfectly for the story, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not good. It is not good. Maybe How much did, Or what is some... Uh... Because this, this is, what, six life for three mana? Yep. What's the um, uh, Angel's Mercy again? Angel's Mercy is five for two? Is it? I thought oh, no, it, I Angel's thought it was, Mercy. That's the more expensive one. I'm thinking of... Uh, I thought it was, like, seven for four or something like that. Yeah. That card is also Bad terrible. Now, there, there's, there's one that isn't absolutely abysmal. If you're playing a deck that cares about life gain, it's like... Gain five for two mana at instant speed. It's like White Sun's Passage or something. And even that is garbage. I That was only fine because I had a life gain deck. And I still don't think I should have been playing it. You probably should not have been. That was in my, my casual days. You know? Ca- good days. Casual life gain. Okay. Speaking of life gain, random weird complaint. Okay. Uh, Regal Caracal. Okay. Cat Lord. Finally. Yeah. Totally awesome. It gives all other cats lifelink. I'm pretty okay. sure every single other cat in this set already has lifelink. But not cats outside of it. And they get double lifelink, which is redundant, so. But a lot of cats already do have lifelink. Like, actual Caracal has lifelink. Or the, the Guardian, whatever it is. The 1 1 for 1 with lifelink. <laughs> From a. Um, uh... Ravnica? Ravnica? Yeah. I thought... What is Sanctuary Cat? Uh, that is a 1-2 one, for 1. Okay. Creepy See, eye. there you go. Boom. Yep. Now you have a 1-2 life... Or now you have a 2-3 lifelink for... For 1. Well, and then 5 mana because yep. you gotta play this thing. Eh, this, this one's actually still pretty good, though. Like, this card is... Straight up, Kind yeah. of a bomb. It's seven, 7 power worth of stats for 5 mana. I mean, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I, I jam play that. Unlimited. So, like, yeah, I've, I have no complaints about the card itself. I just find the other cats have lifelink thing to be weird. Well, you can combine it with your like elite cat warriors and stuff, and have green lifelink forest walking cats. Yes. I'll show my age by that card. I don't even know <laughs> what it is. It's like a two, three forest walk or something like that from way back in the day. I think. Sounds solidly mediocre. 
it pretty much I think is. But yeah. Although you can you can make your prowling Sherpapard a uh five four <laughs> X proof can't be countered. Actually no it doesn't have X proof. A five four no. that can't be countered with lifelink for three mana. That's actually not bad stats. No. You can give Cat's neck lifelink. <laughs> we we don't already have a standard that's semi dominated by snakes. This is fine. Snakes are they just need more snakes. They're just making them slightly more cat like to blend in. Uh, people love cats. Cats are okay. I wonder if someone like you know like those people who just they hate cats or they hate snakes but they love cats. I wonder how they feel about a super part. Conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got to ask John how many people are going to try to win with Approach of the Second Son? Uh, too many. How many will succeed? Are we talking limited or constructed? Yes. <laughs> too many. Like, does this even work in any way? Yes. <laughs> it is a possible win con in a control deck. Control deck. <laughs> it is garbage and limited. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm expecting it to be cast against me multiple times, and I'm expecting to lose to it at least once. And I will be really <laughs> salty about it, because I will have done nothing but draw seven lands in a row while my opponent slowly grew into winning the game. <laughs> I mean, as like a one of in a control deck, maybe, you know, a one of. Yeah, that's a thing. You, you only need one. Well, I mean, it, I was thinking, in Limited, there's that um, uh, Scribe of the Mindful, which lets you get back into your sorcery cards from your graveyard. It doesn't go to your graveyard. Does it not? No. No, the first the first casting it does, doesn't it? No. It puts itself into your deck, seven from the top. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I forgot about that. No. Oh, yeah. They'll, yeah, somebody's going to totally just grind this away. Absolutely. Yeah, the card, the card is actually better than you thought it was. How do you feel about that? I don't know. All I can think about is casting it and then remanding my own one and then casting it the next turn. That sounds terrible. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the fun, the, you know, the fun little thing is, is that I'm, uh, um, the um <laughs> sorry i'm just derping yep um it only cares if you've cast it not that the not that the first not that the first one's resolved yes so that is something yes okay enough of that <laughs> yeah i'm i'm not even i don't i'm i'm lost <laughs> I, am, I am so lost right now. I don't need. Yeah. So you could lit. So you could cast your first one, counter it, get it back with Scribe of the Mindful, and then cast it again, and you win the game. There is no way this plan can fail. You only need ten mana. Seriously, that's all you need. I hard cast ten mana cards all the time. Um, no. Okay, I don't. But you have a hand chocked full of them. You don't cast them. <laughs> Technically, it does. 
not hard cast. No, no, I do not. And you never, <laughs> you never cast a single one from your hand. A single what? Uh, any of the cards in that deck that cost more than ten mana. Yes, I have. Not in a legitimate game. Okay, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so. Onto these cards that have been being printed. So we had a big discussion about as foretold. Do you think it's going to show up anywhere? I think people will try it. Do you think it will show up? Do you think it will actually like stick anywhere? Maybe. Because I mean, like the weird dream about it is like, I mean, you want to be like, oh, I get free big stuff or something like that. But in reality, it's just really good at casting small stuff. Yeah, you're you're never your goal with this card should never be to cast like a ten drop or anything that costs more than four. Yeah. Like it's probably fine in limited, maybe. I don't even know. I, yeah, I, I change know. I take that back. It's bad in limited. Because I mean in limited it's like, okay, I'm gonna play three mana and put my enchantment down. And that's it. It doesn't. Do it, it doesn't do anything. In limited, you need to. You need those counters to be like three or four to actually start gaining you any value whatsoever. Yeah, it's not like constructed where if you get a free, you know, one mana cantrip or something, you're still kind of like, okay, cool. I got, I got an extra mana out of the deal or something like that. I mean, because we were talking about it, it for um, uh, Blue Moon for a while there, just kind of brainstorming it to see what we thought about if it would fit. And, because my thought with it was basically, I get to hold up a free counter for my, on my opponent's turn or my turn. Yeah, it's it's interesting in the sense that like the older, the farther back you go in the formats, the more powerful it becomes because it's casting more powerful spells. Yeah. Like you cast this on turn three, and then you cast your ancestral visions. Or I mean, that's just the dream. Yeah, like that is the that is the dream. And on turn five, you have two counters on it, or turn six actually, you have two counters on it. Um, so then you get to cast like a free mana leak or something on your opponent's turn, which you know allows you to tap out for something like a batter skull. But yeah. even then, you're still you're still playing a three mana card that does nothing the turn you play it, unless you happen to have an ancestral visions in your hand. Yeah, I mean, there's. There's definite draw. It's interesting, at least. It's worth thinking about, I think. Yeah, like, but, I, I, I mean, there's, I agree there's with some that. stuff going on with it. I mean, I, I've seen some brews already with that's basically like cantrips, some counter spells, and like ancestral visions and restore balance. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, we're just gonna cheat these stupid cards and and blow up everything. Yeah, I'm. I out of all the blue cards that have been shown so far, I'm actually the most excited for pull from tomorrow. I'm I'm imagining it as the fixed as the fixed Sphinx's revelation because it kind of is. I mean that's that's something that standard kind of needs right now for control decks, isn't it? Yeah, control decks are having issues with like you know late game card advantage. Like they have it in the sense that they have torrential gear Hulk plus um, glimmer of genius, which is fine, mm -hmm. but it's like it's not just raw cards, which is sometimes what you just need. That's not like opportunity or something. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I really like Torrential Gear Hulk. But I like when I can play decks that don't have win cons. <laughs> or reasonable win cons. Grind clock. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
or the uh, the second coming of uh, Goblin Slide in Drakehaven. Oh man, that's one of the. As soon as I read that, I was just like, I gotta make this thing work. It just makes me. It makes me happy just reading the card. And I think I think three mana is a sweet spot for it. I think they they costed it just right. Yeah, if, if this was cheaper, it would be really under, like it would be too powerful. If it was more expensive, you'd never want to play it. Yeah, and I think three is just like right where you want it to be. It's super weird with the fact it only triggers off cycling or discarding, so that's going to be a little complicated to try and make it actually good. The question is, how good are your cyclers yeah. going to be if you're playing it in constructed? Yeah, or I, there's not really a lot. Of, is there a lot of madness stuff going on in that color? Uh, yes and no. Like there are madness things. Like the deck I'm playing currently in standard is that blue red, um, zombie, fevered visions deck, and like that oh, okay. does make me discard cards a lot. But I never have more than five mana in play at any one time. Yeah. And having to spend the one man on it make does make it tough, but yeah. So I don't like I I don't know if it's going to work. Although I kind of hope it does because it's just so, a sweet card. How many drakes do you have to make before you're happy? Two. Two. Okay. I, I feel like the number is is pretty low with it. We're like goblin side. I felt like you had to make like three goblins before you're like okay, this is fine. Yeah. Basically, like I'd be happy with two. I'd be content with two, I'd be happy with three. Anything more than that is probably gravy. Yeah, I agree. That's I think I can I'm agree view. with all that. That's how I'm viewing this card. I can go with that. I'll allow it. It's solid. <laughs> you, have, you have my permission. So I think uh, completely kind of off the topic of actually cards that like are functionally worthwhile, the art on cancel is absolutely freaking bonkers. Eh? Are you? Oh my God! Are you serious? So, no. So, no. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, real quick. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be real too. I'm pretty sure that I have already said that I'm kind of bored with the whole every blue counterspell is the caster waving a wall of blue and d deflecting fire away from them. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm so, I'm here. So, that's that's don't get the colors are gorgeous, but I'm just really tired of seeing that on every like every counterspell in this set, like all the invocations, plus this cancel, that's all they are and it's just kind of like, yeah. Like, the colors are great. Like, the art by itself is great. I just, I'm kind of burnt out on the wave of blue destroying the wave of fire. I'm I'm kind of okay with it. I think it looks awesome. I I really like the colorful counter spells like this and stuff. And with the vibrant colors. Because I think of some of the, the last few cancels that we've seen even just, or, or counter spells and stuff. And they just don't. They don't pop like this. Yeah, like, can Cancel has a history of being an ugly-ass counterspell. Yes. And this one definitely breaks that mold, but it's literally just because of all the invocations that I'm kind of just like, alright, I've seen this, like, seven times now, this set. 
it's just a little bit of burnout. Yeah, it, you're, if, you're, a, if it, you're a whiner. <laughs> if it was not, if there was no invocations, I would probably be way bigger on this card than I am. Even well, I, I'm never going to cast it because it's cancel, and cancel is unplayable. But cancel is cancel is always one of those cards that's just not quite good enough. Yeah, they, it's like mind. It's like mind rot. Yeah, it's super. It's just like right on the other side of the line. It's super awkward for cancel because like they always print like a rare counter spell that costs the same amount, but it has a, you know, it has a di- another effect tacked onto it, which makes cancel. There are many other things I can be playing over cancel right now to the point of that I'm just not going to be playing cancel right now. Fair enough. It's, so, it's really but, unfortunate for cancel. Yeah. Cancel goes home and cries at night. But So, counterspell that doesn't have blue and red and clashing and exploding. Sensor. What are your thoughts on this thing? Is this, is this the, the, for, the standard force spike that we've been waiting for? I don't think so. Okay. So, Force Spike is probably too powerful of a magic card, as weird as it is to say. I think it is. I think you're right. And l- we already have Revolutionary Rebuff, which counters anything, unless they pay two, unless it's a artifact. And we have, like, three mana versions that make people pay three or four... So, like, this does cost two, which is different. It can counter anything, which is different. But, like, I don't know. So, here's the thing that I like. The design of this card is awesome. I really like the card. So, I think one and a blue is a fine cost. Yes. For for a four spike in modern magic. Um, But it, having cycling for just one mana, I think, is way more worthwhile than people... Than, than you think. Absolutely. Like I mean, it's it seems like it's a really, really, it's a really focused card, but I think it it looks like it's really if it could be really effective if used properly. It makes the it makes the card not dead anymore as a yep. late game top deck, which is very important. Like this card is actually probably good and limited, like much more than be. people think. Because it's like yeah, you know, you on turn two, you counter your opponent's two drop. If you don't have one of your own, and you top deck a later, and you just cycle it away, that's fine. Yep. Like, sure, deal. That's I'm I'm not going to complain about having one or two of these in my deck if I'm playing blue and limited. Yeah, I could see I could see running one or two. Yeah. So yeah, we can talk about the gods. They're weird. People have this weird thing where they're like, but it's so important that they're always a god, even though they can never attack or block. I'm like, not really, because then that means that they can edict you. Uh, yeah. And, like, someone pointed out, like, ah, oh, this way you can, like, prey upon and have your god fight their creature, and yours can never die, because blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but is that really what you want to be doing in your life? Yeah, I don't know. They I, seem fine. I haven't, I wouldn't, wasn't, haven't been like, oh my gosh, about any of them, honestly. I mean, I probably want to be playing Kefnet in a control deck because deal. It says yeah, it mean, does everything not? I want it to do. Pretty much. It says draw a card on it. I mean, it's like Heronos. Everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty close. It's like, oh, you can't attack a block unless you have seven cards on hand. Deal. Done. 
That's exactly what I want to be doing anyways. Unless you can bounce your cycling lands to cycle them and draw more cards if you're land flooded. Oh man, the value. I know. The cycling lands seem cool. I'm pretty pumped for those. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm... I They're going to be really interesting. I like that you can, like, keep a land-heavy hand in, like, a control deck. And go, like, you know, turn one Evolving Wilds, turn two, play your reveal land. They have to reveal a ba uh, basic typed card for your hand. And then pass no. turn to your opponent doesn't do anything, you just cycle it away. No, yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah. I like lands that make it so it's harder to flood. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. That is a big deal. They kind of just, they do something no matter what. Yeah. So, actually, there's one I want to talk about. Um, oh, that stupid red card. Uh, so, Harsh Mentor? Yeah, Harsh Mentor. Um, what do you think of that? Is this the broken two-drop we've all been waiting for? I don't think so, but... I don't know if broken is the correct term. Because, like, my criteria for a card that qualifies into the broken group is it has to be automatically playable in those colors. And this is a sideboard card. Yeah, it really isn't something you just jam instantly, is it? No, it's a very good sideboard card. Like, it's really good against Affinity. It's really good against a bunch of other stuff that my brain is functioning on right now. <laughs> it's pretty late for us. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the card's, it's solid. I'm going to want to get a playset. I mean, it has Will Smith on it, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> you know. He's just in everything nowadays. Yeah, you know, gotta get, gotta. He's not that big of a guy, you know. People gotta, yeah. gotta get that name out there. So people know who he is. Yeah, because so that it was that card and the other one in red that really caught me was Soul Scar Mage. That is a super interesting. Like, I I had a discussion with some friends of mine last night about Soul Scar Mage because they wanted to know like my opinion on it. I think it's not going to replace Swift Spear. I don't think it will. But it could be Swift Spears 5 and 6, and maybe, but unlikely. Because haste is just such a big deal, and I don't know what else you're cutting. That really does matter, yeah. But I do like the thought of a threat that, like, you attack this into your opponent's Tarmogoyf, and yeah. I don't know if they can block you. Yeah, it's it's basically impossible. Like, if you bolt it, their Tarmogoyf just dies. Yeah. And that's pretty damn good, you know, in my opinion. And it, and it doesn't trade with the Tarmogoyf is the thing. Like, that's that's the huge piece. Like, yeah, there's a lot of other situations where you can be like, oh, I attack this into your Tarmogoyf and you trade, or you get blown out. But with this, it just, it handles things in such a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chapin had his, uh, that old Teamer prowess deck that he had that played, like, Goyfs and... Um, ah, uh, the 2-1 with Prowess for 2, uh, Abbot of Carol Keep. And, like, yep. this is, this could go in a deck like that, because it's trying to do the same basic thing. Like, his, that deck wasn't an aggro deck, even though it had, like, you know, it was, it played out like one. It was more of, like, a grindy deck, as it were, and this plays very well along those lines. I don't think it's gonna do much in older formats, but, once again, I want yeah. a playset of it. Yeah, it seems really awesome. Like I saw this card, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is this is what I want." I mean, and it makes all you, it just makes those creature damage cards so much better. Mm -hmm. Like that's 
Searing Blaze is already a powerful magic card, and when it becomes negative one, negative one counters, it's a lot, a lot more good. I mean, it makes Searing Blood in just insane as well. Yeah. But. I'm a fan, although I don't think it's going to do much. But I have hope. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to sneak in. We'll, we'll talk about one more card before we close it up here. Um, Throne of the God Pharaoh. We had a, we had kind of had a talk about this one in our chat before. So, I mean, what do you think about this beast? I think it's awesome. I mean, I like it. It's essentially just, like, as you put it, it's like plus one, plus one your team, right? But it's unblockable. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of kills things. Like, like mm-hmm. you can attack your opponent and just play this after the fact, and they die. Like, it doesn't require... Because yeah. it doesn't care about the creatures that's attacked, it cares about the number of ones you have tapped. Which it is, is I, I, huge. And there's a lot you can do. I mean, it being legendary makes it rough because you can't, you know, it, cheese it. Yeah, you can't stack it. them, which is unfortunate. But even that's yeah. fine. Uh-huh. But like, at two, like two mana is a good cost for it. I think absolutely. Like any any higher, you're not playing it. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of this. I want to have two of them in our two headed giants decks, one in each, Fair. one in each, and yep. yeah. I'll just go from there. Yeah, we'll win the game. It'll be great. Win all the games. Yeah. Murder okay. our opponents. Yeah. So right. so we're up late, John. Also, Do you have anything? Oops, sorry. I, I suppose. One one more on-topic thing. Continue. Uh, I'm sorry. They have finally made a two-mana Planeswalker that is still better than Tybalt. Yes. Because she, <laughs> she fuels a delirium. <laughs> Nissa is better than Tibble because she feels Julian. <laughs> <laughs> if you play her for two mana, she just dies, and actually having Tibble on the battlefield is a drawback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. But, yeah, it, it's it's late. We probably didn't cover as many cards as we we would. Yeah, we're like, but it's so hard to go over sets like this. But you know, this is all on you. If people don't like yeah, it, it's all it's, your fault. It, it's my fault. But well, direct all right. direct all of your hate mail to Fletcher at you don't need to know his email address, just tell him in person. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, we I mean we're trying to figure out kind of what to do with you know, when sets come out what we should talk about and everything like that. So we're kinda of just talking about what we found interesting with the set. Um so if you have any feedback on that, you can shoot that to us at thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, I think we're going to call it a show, right, John? Yeah, I'm actually... I'll, it's, I'll give it a pass on this one. But yeah, that's legit. Like Feedback would be really nice on this, because we're not really sure where to take it, because you're probably not listening to us for our opinions. Really, we are. maybe. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you enjoyed this, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. If you want us to completely ignore releases... Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Tell me in person. Tell, you know, email. Emails never happened. It would be nice. Okay. But, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, until next time, I guess, uh, we will catch you then. See you later. <laughs>